Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring vocalist Doris Day, plus Tom Howard, Lulu McConnell, Harry McNaughton, and George Shelton, the complete cast of It Pays to be Ignorant. Now, here's the singing star of the Bob Hope Radio Show, Doris Day. My darling, my darling, get used to the name of my darling. It's to stay till a moment ago we were Mr. and Miss. Discussing the weather, avoiding each other's eye Till a moment ago when we happened to kiss And we kissed the Mr. and Miss goodbye Now at last I can sigh My darling My darling I've wanted to call you my darling For many and many days My darling My darling I fluttered and fled like a starling My courage just melted away Now all at once kissed me And there's not a thing I'm saying enough to say Except my darling, my darling Get used to the name of my darling It's here to Once again, the quiz show that had the nation laughing during the 40s and 50s, it pays to be ignorant. What is the slowest thing on earth? A nudist trying to get through a barbed wire fence. Correct. <laughs> Pay that man $9 because... It pays to be ignorant. Well, here we are again with the quiz program, which, and I say this with all modesty, has met with more disdain than any other program on the air. We have a board of experts who are called big thinkers by people who lisp. First, uh, first we have the... First we... Oh, it ain't that good. First we have the celebrated author, Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a book entitled How to Raise a Canary from Canary Seed or How to Get the Bird in One Easy Lesson. But here he is, the ham that came to dinner, Mr. Harry McNaughton. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. Surprise. I have a poem dedicated to Miss McConnell. Oh. Lulu, Lulu, will you get up? Mother, I'm not able. Uh -huh. Lulu, Lulu, you must get up. The horse wants to use the stable. The horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Next, we have a woman. Next, we have a woman who is so big, so big, she hasn't seen her feet for 15 years. Huh? Miss Lula McConnell. Did I tell you about, about my old man, Mr. Howard? He's out on parole? Yeah. No, no. Oh, I see. No, no. When he came on the other night, I was sitting in the Morris chair, and did he get sore? Yeah. Why, he was wild. He was wild because you were sitting in the Morris chair? Well, you see, Morris was sitting in a too. I came right to say Okay, next we have a very popular man. A man who is always in great demand by every policeman in town. A man who spent the first ten years of his life at Harvard University in a bottle. From Texas, from Texas, the land of the big horns, comes that bum steer, Mr. George Shelton. Say, you get a big kick in selling me all the time, don't you? I'll have you know I'm very much advanced for my age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I was six, people took me for 12. And when I was 12, my teacher took me for 24. Think of that. And when I was 24, I met a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what did she take you for? 500 bucks. <laughs> and now, all right, and now that you have met our three loose nuts, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce our special guest for tonight. That lovely, versatile young actress... Miss Shirley Booth, otherwise known as Dottie Mahoney of the Kate Smith program. Here she is, Miss Booth. Good, good evening, Miss Booth. It certainly is wonderful of you to pay us this visit. Well, this is not a social call, Mr. Howard. I'm here on business. Uh, business? Uh, what sort of business? Well, uh, I represent the Women's Elevator Derrick and Suspender Society. I see. Wait a minute. The Women's Elevator Derrick and Suspender Society? Yes, it's a very uplifting organization. Uplifting organization. I see. You see, every woman in our organization is pledged to wear her left arm in a sling. Wear her left arm in a sling? I, I suppose there's a reason. Oh, yes. We're only interested in women's rights. In women's rights. <laughs> now, that's, that's all very interesting, but what has all this got to do with your presence here? Well, uh, you see, Mr. Howard, my organization has appointed me as a committee of one to come here tonight and protest your car unkind and inhuman treatment of Miss Lula McConnell. Oh. Miss Booth, let me ask you, have you ever met Miss McConnell? No. But nobody could be as fat and homely and dumb as you say Miss McConnell is. I see. Well, that's Miss McConnell sitting there beside you. Huh? Yes. Oh, it is. Well, perhaps we were a little hasty. I see. <laughs> After all, there are two sides to everything. Everything but Miss McConnell. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't you worry, Miss McConnell. I'm here, and nobody is going to insult you. That's going to be very nice. Now that you two girls are acquainted, I'd like uh, you to meet Mr. Sheldon, Miss Booth. How do you do? I've no doubt. Yeah. How do you do? I have no doubt. So you're Shirley Booth, huh? You know, I knew your brother telephoned. Oh, all right, wait a minute. Oh, you'll get used to me, Miss Booth. Do I have to? <laughs> All right, uh, that's very good, Miss Booth. To your left, Miss Booth, is Harry McNaughton. How do you do? It's a pleasure. How do you do? Indeed, a pleasure. Couldn't we go somewhere after the program? Have a spot of tea and a nice hot crumpet? Oh, sure. I love Charlie Spivak. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Spivak? What's he got to do with it? He plays a hot crumpet. A hot crumpet? Ah, <laughs> oh, please, yes. Miss Booth. Uh, 
At least I think you're going to be right at home here, so let's see if you can help us to answer some of the questions. Well, I'd be very glad to. But I must ask you not to insult Miss McConnell. All right, I'll try and behave tonight, Miss Booth. Here's the first question. It's about sports. Where is the game of ice hockey played? On a tennis court, on a pool table, or on ice? Oh, that's an easy question. Fine. Can you answer? Well, it's not that easy. No, I see. <laughs> you know, I used to play hockey when I was a boy. You did? That's fine. Yeah, I never went to school. You know, all right. <laughs> <laughs> My old man is a hockey player. He's been in hockey for years. I think it's a hard... Mr. Howard, did you hear about the fellow who took his girl into a pawn shop? No, why? He wanted to get her alone. He wanted to get her alone. <laughs> I'm incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get it, Miss Booth? Yeah, and I don't like it. Oh, no, I don't blame you. The question is, where's the game of hockey played? I know. Good. Madison Square Garden. Ma wait a minute. You're, you're close there, but uh, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Uh, what was on the floor? Sawdust. Sorry. Yeah, the circus was there. I know because I got it in my shoes. You know, I wear those open-toe shoes and I get everything in them. Everything? Yeah, except my feet. Except you. Okay, please. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was a great help. You went to the circus, there was sawdust on the floor. That's great. Look, you play this game with skates on. Now, where do you play a game when you wear skates? What kind of skates? All right, ice skates. I used to be good on skates. Yeah. I bet you a gay old blade. A gay old blade. <laughs> I used to make the figure eight. Yeah, you look like the figure eight. Now, let's get on there. Miss McConnell, don't let him say that to you. You slap his face. His face? Where is it? Oh, gee, that's a good question. Who sent that in? <laughs> you know, I used to be quite a skater, if I may say so. You, you may say so. Oh, thank you. You know, I used to be quite a skater. Oh, will you cut it off, please? Yeah, I could make the figure eight the hard way. Yeah. Two fours. Two fours. <laughs> you know, uh, you gentlemen may not believe this, but I was the president of an ice skating club. But yeah. I resigned. Oh, really? What happened? It was too much responsibility. Yeah. I couldn't hold my end up. <laughs> oh, no. You tell us who was our first contestant this evening, please. Yes, I'll be very happy to, Mr. Howard. Our first guest tonight is machinist mate, second class Bob Roth of the United States Coast Guard. Oh, from the Coast Guard. Very good. How do you do, Bob? And thank you a lot for coming up. We're very, very glad to have you here, I'm sure. Isn't he sweet? Well, yeah. Hello, Toots. Never mind, please. <laughs> How do you do? Uh, we're very pleased to have you with us, Bob. Uh, would you uh, kindly tell us where your hometown is? Bergenfield, New Jersey. Bergenfield, New Jersey. Very good. Bergenfield, New Jersey. Yeah. My God. Well, slip me an aspirin and call me shaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to work in that town. Yeah, so did I. I did, too. I was a hitchhiker in a beauty parlor. Yeah. You were a hitchhiker in a beauty parlor? Yeah, I made finger waves. 
Never heard of it. No. No doubt. What does it look like? Oh, it's a big animal. You know, with a long nose and horns on its head. Papa has it hanging over the fireplace. Uh, wait a minute. You mean reindeer? That's it, a reindeer. Well, what did I say? Who is our next contestant, Mr. Roberts, please? Our next guest, Mr. Howard, is a very lovely young lady, Private Margaret Hahn of the Women's Army Corps. Oh, how do you do, Miss Hahn? <laughs> Good evening, Miss Hahn, and welcome to a pace bigger. How do you feel, Miss Hahn? Fine, thank you. Well, that's fine. She's very charming, isn't she, Miss McConnell? Isn't she, though? I bet my boyfriend would like her. Why? Doesn't he like you? Well, the other day he told me to go jump in the lake. Yeah, he did? Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, and when I came out, he was gone. <laughs> Why, the dirty bum. Be careful. <laughs> Miss McConnell, be careful. There's sailors in the house. <laughs> would you kindly tell us, uh, would you kindly tell us where your hometown is, Miss Hart? Brooklyn, New York. Oh, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. You know, I used to go with a girl in Brooklyn. I imagine. Yeah, I traded her in, though, for a box of peanut brittle. Oh. Boy, I wish I had her back. So, so you found out you really loved her? No, I want another box of peanut brittle. <laughs> Don't let them make you nervous, Miss Hart. Let's yes. get on, please. Mr. Hart, Mr. Hart. Yes. Miss Hart is very charming. Oh, right. Yes. yes. I put myself girl. out for a girl like Miss Hart. Yeah, but would you stay out? That's the question. <laughs> How long have you been to service, Miss Hart? Six months. Six months. That's fine. Uh, would you be good enough to reach into the dunce cap there and pick out a question for us, if you will, please? And would you be kind enough to read the question? Just read it right into the microphone. We did this originally... It's not in English. They don't write them in English. I mean, twins come from. No, we can't blame you for that. What was the question? What, what country did the original Siamese twins come from? Oh, thank you a lot. What country did the original Siamese twins come from? Mr. Howard, it's, Mr. What? Howard, what nationality were they? Ah, uh, wait a minute. That's the answer to the question. It is? Boy, yes. we got that one quick. Yeah. <laughs> what's the next question? Wait a minute. What's the next question? You haven't got the answer. Did you know I was a twin? You were a twin? Where's your sister? She's both of them. <laughs> I will thank you, Mr. Howard, not to talk that way about Miss McConnell. I see. Because after all, we are all sisters under the same skin. Uh -huh. And it just seemed to me that that last remark of yours was made with malice and forethought. All right. All right, Miss uh, Booth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I apologize once to you, Miss Booth, and twice to Miss McConnell. <laughs> oh, Mr. Howard, that's more than generous. Well, I'm glad you're satisfied. Now, let's get on. You're thank hurt. You. Thank you're... you very much. Yeah, okay. Miss Booth, did anyone ever tell you that you were wonderful? Oh, yes, I've told myself that hundreds of times. <laughs> Look, the question is about twins. Oh, I say, I met two young ladies last week who were twins. Yeah? Did you have a good time? Yes and no. Yes, uh... Please! Look! What, what country did the Siamese twins come from? It's a simple question. I believe the country is noted for its rugs. Now, Mr. Howard, I know a song that would, uh, would help you with the question. You want to hear it? No. Thank you. I'll sing it. I see. I'll sing it a cappella uh -huh. You know, that means unaccompanied by the orchestra. You're smarter than I thought you were. Well, when I'm finished, I'm sure you'll know what country the Siamese twins come from. Well, maybe it will help. Siam, I'm so lonesome where I am. Come and meet your own Makayam. 
You'll understand and come to my Persian garden. I'll ask the gods for pardon as before the temple door we stand. They're hand in hand. There's lots of room here on this rug of mine for two. And all I want's my little jug of wine and you. Oh. I'm sighing, you're all my client. Miss Booth, Miss Booth, that was wonderful. You should be able to get a job as vocalist with Nat Novick's orchestra. <laughs> Okay, anyhow, you've heard the song. You heard what was mentioned in the song. Now, what country did the Siamese twins come from? What was the name of the country? California, here I come. Ah, <laughs> oh, please, they didn't deserve that. So now, before we put the dummies back in the box, I'd certainly like to thank our good friend, uh, uh, Miss Booth, for being with us tonight. It, it was marvelous for her to come over here, and next week, while I'm at it, I'd like to tell you about our next guest. It's Adolph Monju. He will be with us next week. Uh, and yeah, I'd Mr. like Howard, to... Mr. Howard, you know, that's, that's, that's fine, you know. What? I know Adolf Monju very, very well. Well, that's fine. He's an old friend of mine, you know. Well, you'll get along nice together. Oh, rather, yes. Yes, yes. He's one of the ten best-dressed men in the country. Uh-huh. I hope he brings the other nine guys with him. Nice oh, thing. boy. Okay. Gee, ten men is too bad I didn't come next week instead of this week. Yes, yes it is. I'd be glad to split them with you. Two for you and eight for me. No, please. I understand he has a lot of clothes. I wonder if I could buy a couple of suits off him. Yeah. I'm going to a wooden wedding. Uh-huh. And without clothes, I wouldn't go. You wouldn't go. <laughs> That's a terrible pun, Mr. Sheldon, if I ever I'm heard one. I'm not going to take puns with me. We're going to eat there. Okay, never mind. I didn't say buns. I said puns. Oh. Now, folks, you see what we mean when we say... It pays to be ignorant... To be dense, to be dumb, to be ignorant It pays to be ignorant just like me When I was just a school kid I wasn't awfully bright I had a pretty teacher Who made me stay in each night So you see it pays to be ignorant be inane, have no brain, just be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.